What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turndars Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Hopefully, we can get this podcast in. I currently have tornado warnings going on all around me. Jack, meanwhile, is peacefully out, just having a stogie on a on a Monday evening. I'm I'm super jealous. I'm kind of sad. I'm seeing it. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, we are ready for golf. It's gonna be a good day. We are. Uh, we are officially on U.S. Open. Week. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and cut you off right there. That should have been way more of an exciting intro. We're at U.S. Open season. Come on. I I don't know. I mean, it's Brookline's going to be scary. It's, if you if you're like Jack and I, we you know we follow all the TikToks, everything else. Some of the things that we see on social media about this course is is terrifying for me to see as somebody that that is not a good golfer. But hey, you know what? That's why I stick to betting and I'm bad at it. So it works you out know, well. Absolutely. And I'll just say this is right before we even get into the review of last week. One of the five founding clubs, um, rest in peace to Payne Stewart, obviously had one of the most memorable moments at this club in the Ryder Cup. And then this course dates back all the way back to Francis. We met in the movie Greatest Game Ever Played and also a fantastic book, which I know we'll get into, but I just wanted to shout that out there. Definitely. 1913, right? Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys ever watch, it's honestly one of the best movies ever because it really recaps it. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into that, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We had the Canadian Open. And I honestly, yes, it was like a Stars and Scrubs kind of field. But there was a couple points on Sunday where it felt like it was all stars on the top of the leaderboard. And it made it very exciting as a viewer. And I think it put Live Golf to shame. (laughs) Absolutely. And obviously, you know, we'll have an episode out here shortly about that because I have strong opinions, but um, it felt like a major on Sunday. And I know it's hard to say that because there are not tournaments like the RBC Canadian that feel like a major. Sometimes you could say the players um, or any other term, Memorial, for example, but JT, Tony and Rory down the line as a finishing group on a Sunday that neck and neck. It felt like a major and going into this week, put live golf to shame because their field sucks. It was, it was great to see in terms of the PGA tour. And I, and honestly, if you are Jay Monahan, it's the, it's the best kind of top three you can hope for because it, it really kept everybody focused on what they were, what they were doing. But as, as Jack said, Rory did squeak out the win. It was very impressive uh unfortunate for jt but i guess he he did just win the pga so uh how, how he's sad can he, yeah, he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing just fine jt will come back and, and be just great i have no i have no qualms about betting either of those two this week when it comes to the to the u.s open but i was there a surprise on on there for you jack because i had a couple of guys that that kind of shocked me well, I mean, are we talking about surprise and the fact that uh, if you listen to my picks, you'd be up 7.35 units last week? Or are we talking about surprises in terms of players to players? Because I'm a little stoked about that. Yes and yes. A little, little bit of both. Obviously, you crushed it on the picks. Um, I, I was also just referring to guys that either played way better than you anticipated or guys that played way worse than you anticipated. Yeah, well, um, there were a couple surprises like Wyndham Clark, um, I'm not going to say one of those I told you so moments, but, you know, you look back and you say some of the guys in that lower range who you're targeting, Wyndham Clark was the guy that I said you should go after. Kelly Clark is the guy that out of nowhere for me, Kelly Clark is a really good golfer, but I, I just can't tell you the last time I saw Kelly, or excuse me, not Kelly Clark, Kelly Craft 
I was gonna um, say, I was like, I was like, I think you're mixing Wyndham and Kelly, but yeah. Um, so him, he was a really good one that just came out of nowhere. And then obviously there were some guys that really just struggled and didn't make the turn or make the cut even. Um, that were just uh, just shocking. Uh, Terrell Hatton is the one that comes to mind for me that misses the cut, and that's hundred percent. I I'm realizing more and more as I see him play. I, I understand that he has emotion in the game and like he wears his heart on his sleeve. It's a head case. But he, yeah, it turns it into an absolute mess of a player. Like that's worse than me after nine holes when I'm feeling great. Like if I go out and I play well on the front nine, all of a sudden I turn into Terrell Hatton and I, and I blow it all up on the back nine and can't do a thing. Like that's how he looks. The dude, the dude's got no ability to, for composure. He just wears it all on the sleeve and, and it's all great and everything else, but, God, it's it, it just makes it tougher not to bet him now that I've seen it even more so betting on him so much this week. Yeah, um, and um, I would just say on top of that, we'll definitely get into him, but we'll just get right back into the picks and um, our lineups from this week because I know we have a ton to talk about this week. So go for FanDuel, it. if you follow me, 492.7 with three players in the top 15, six for six on cuts. You took that lineup no matter what you put in. You made money. Congratulations to me and you. Yeah, there you go. You crushed it. Um, my, my lineups had a lot of changing around. So if, uh, last week with the Monday PGA or the Monday U.S. Open qualifying, a lot of the guys that were in the field for the Canadian Open dropped out once they made the cut or once they made the U.S. Open this week. So it kind of had to change around a lot of lineups. Uh, on DraftKings, I went four for six. Terrell Hatton, Bill Haas missed the cut on both FanDuel and DraftKings for me. Um, but outside of that, I mean, three top 15s on DraftKings, uh, three top 25s on FanDuel, and I didn't make the money in either of them. Wow. Well, so well unfortunate. my DraftKings was even better yeah. at 529. We had a first, a seventh, a 13th, 21st and 18th and a 48th 529 again you made money if you're in that's uh that's contending with some of the with some of the higher ranks on the gpp plays there you're potentially walking out on a you know one dollar bet with like a 20 but 20 bill in between your fingers we walked out with some dough don't you worry young man don't you worry there you go there you go all right and then you said you you said it before you're up seven units what did you hit on i mean because clearly you hit on a lot yeah, so two of my bets withdrew, so I crossed those out. So one of them was CT Pan, and one of them, unfortunately, I scribbled out so much I couldn't tell you what it is. So I put both of my wild card bets in there to fill my slots. So Aaron Rye plus 650 at top 20. That was the hit of the century. Um, I said Matt that. Fitzpatrick, top 20. Shane Lowry, top 20. Tony Finau, top 20. Keith Mitchell, top 20, plus 175. Um, Johnny Vegas missed it for me. Cam Smith missed it for me and, uh, no hole in ones, but plus 7.35 units for a grand total of up 26.6 units on sportsbook picks throughout the pod. That's unbelievable. That a kid. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why Jack's kind of the king of these bets guys. And as much as I try and help you out with some bets, if, if you're listening to bets, Jack's have been pretty consistent. So 
That's the way to go about it. I initially had six bets. I also had CT Pan. He also withdrew. I had somebody else that I also deleted. So I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> so I have four bets. I had Brennan Todd top 40 plus 110. That was a win. Uh, I had David Lipsky top 40 at plus 120. He missed a cut. Adam Long top 40 at plus 130. That was a win. And then I took Hatton over Sam Burns and Corey Connors. That did not work out too In <laughs> both fronts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So two for four. Uh, I technically lost like 0.06 units. Really, I'm going to call that a pretty scratch week. Nothing too crazy. It was uh, a weird week to get into because, like you said, it was very top-heavy um, at the beginning of last week. So it's just one of those weeks you either got lucky um, or you just kind of walked out with what you had. And I lost a couple bets too with, with, uh, withdrawals, which I feel like, I feel like CT pan probably would have made top 40 if he would have played. I just had yeah, a gut both feeling. You and I had him. He definitely wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, but all right, let's get into last week's winners. Uh, you took cam Smith as your winner with the parentheses on, uh, Munoz. So cam Smith was T 48. Sebastian Munoz was T 25. Uh, I took Terrell Hatton. He missed the cut. Uh, with a parentheses on Brendan Todd, who you flamed me for, by the way. Uh, he finished tied 13th. Uh, for wild picks, Jack actually named his two because he threw him in his picks. Uh, he had Aaron Rye top 20 at 650. And then you did throw out Smotherman as well as a potential yeah. potential swap if you wanted to do it. He did not hit. But again, I think he was top uh i wrote yeah this he was down. right there um t40 t44 i think yeah up until sunday i think he was in it he was in it uh my pick was Corey connors to miss the cut i was kind of going on a on a same situation as as it happened in in mexico hoping that the little bit of pressure would get to him <laughs> i don't know we, we did what we could all right are we ready to talk about this ridiculous golf course that we're seeing here this week Yes, I am ready to talk about potentially the hardest course that they will face this year um, for sure. So let's just get into it. Let me ask you, what number do you think wins it? Probably under six under. Uh, You mean closer to even? Yeah, I would say between one over and six under is going to be the winning score. There's a range just usually on minus three. So that was minus three. Yeah, that was my thought. So I think I think one person. Well, I think it's going to be a four-shot victory. Um, okay. I think one person is just going to run away with it on Sunday uh, where people are playing safe. They're going to go for it and capitalize. Um, and f- I wish I could do that as a wild bet. Oh, yeah. I bet I could, actually. Yeah, you can probably find it. Look into it. I'm going to go over some of the details here. Uh, so we're at Brookline Country Club in Massachusetts. It is a par 77,260 yards. So last year we were at Torrey Pines. That was 7,600. So you're like, oh, it's a shorter course. Don't worry. It's still going to be just as difficult as Jack and I just mentioned. The winner is not going to be that, that much below par. Uh, this was last paid professionally in 1999 at the Ryder Cup. Rest in uh, peace, Payne Stewart. Yeah, Payne Stewart, yes. Uh, if you want to look on the amateur side, actually uh, this was played only a few years ago with the likes of Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, and Davis Riley all playing in that event. So there's some, some of these younger names, if you're looking at it, they do have a little experience on the course. Obviously these are, these is going to play way tougher this time than it did on the amateur. So make sure that's well known. I was going to say Matt Fitz, he took it home that week. So uh, 
I was going to save, that. save that for that one. But oh, I, yeah, when I like Fitzy, but I don't blame sorry. you. Yeah, Fitzy, I watched the USAM, so I got all that knowledge back in my head. Fitzy won it. I think Zalatoris was dangerous and, and almost won it that week, too. Uh, I forget somebody else was in it. Last year's winner at Torrey Pines was John Rahm. Uh, it was very impressive. Things to look for at Brookline. Uh, yeah, you got to be a complete player here. There's Last week, I could talk about like putting and how you're looking for putters and guys with good approach games. I mean, you need all of it here. There's lots of blind tee shots at Brookline, smaller greens, much like Pebble Beach. I mean, they're expecting over 13 on the stint meter. So yeah. what I would say is strokes gain and approach on the par fours ranging from 450 to 500. And then bogey avoidance, I think that, like like we said, it's in between one over and six under is our range. You said it was going to be three under. There's going to be a, a ton of bogeys out there. So if you, instead of just going out and trying to make birdies, just try to make pars, you're going to be in contention going into the weekend. And then I do have some interesting stat lines on some guys. I'm going to save them for the this range. They'll come out pretty quickly. Uh, Jack, how are you feeling? Are you ready to go over the uh... – the different numbers and starting the 10k range or do you got any more oh, yeah. thoughts on the course oh the course is going to be beautiful it's going to be hard you just don't know what to expect um the only thing that i will say um phil mickelson is looking for the career grand slam here i think this is his last legit chance um i think that this is going to be the last season that he really plays as many events as he's able before he starts going into liv where he doesn't have to play every week Yep. So I'd see him try to go a little more gung ho than he's used to. I think he will. I also think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. So take that into account as well. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of media attention because this will be the first time he's in front of PGA tour yeah. media. You listen to that uh, press conference by Phil. He was heated and I, I can't, def- I can't blame him. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll, we'll cross that once we get to, once we get to Phil, do you want to talk at all about Francis we met in 1913 or is that just something we'll yeah, tell I people mean, to watch just, the TV or the movie? Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. Cause I really think it's one of those, if you're a golf fan, watch the movie, read the book. It's just one of the greatest stories in golf where a kid, at, I believe he was 20 years old, was beating all these high level professionals with a kid as his caddy um in the game's greatest venture is just go watch it not sponsored not plugged go watch it do you know what his score was in 1913 when he played this course though not at all i don't remember I, it at all i looked it was plus 13 <laughs> oh i don't doubt it <laughs> so i thought that was kind of funny but all right sorry sorry we can get distracted on movies and golf movies all, all the time but let's get into it so we're going to start at the 10k range we got uh, Morikawa at 10K all the way up to Scheffler at 11.3. Who's your thought? What are you thinking, Jack? Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas are the two that, after last week and after just watching the whole season, have been the most consistent, especially in the big pressure moments. Um, all these guys, like we talk about, have the capabilities to win and will win eventually. Yep. Morikawa, one of the best iron players on tour, I mentioned it every week, just going to be there. Um Scotty Scheffler is a little expensive for me this week, considering his last couple of performances. Um, and again, barring his last couple of performances was 18th, second, and a missed cut. Yeah. So it's not saying he's bad. He just didn't look there like we talked about Rom at the beginning of the year, where Rom's coming into his own. So again, every one of these guys is just so good. There's nothing really to say, but JT or Rory's my two picks. Yeah, I think I think in terms of people that are that are at the top of my list in terms of their 
their tournament to win, it is going to be Rory or JT. I think Rory makes a lot of sense here. Um, he's very good on this course. I don't hate, I don't hate Cam Smith. If you want to get a little different, you, obviously the mullet man. man is dangerous. Assuming he gets off the tee and you know, his, his short game is great. So he's a good kind of person to go to if you don't want to go with the chalk. Cause I do think Rory and Thomas are going to be pretty popular amongst a lot of the, uh, a lot of the betters and a lot of the lineups. 100%. All right. Well, I felt like we got through that really fast, but in reality, pick whoever you like most from here. We just like Thomas and Rory. And then if you want to be different, go to Cam. Well, here's the thing about that group. I know we say it every week. It takes less skill to pick those guys. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So use your best judgment then. Um, all right. Let's go into 9K then. We're just going to cruise along right into it. This is where I think it starts to get a little interesting, in my opinion. You got, yeah. Shane, you got Shane Lowry all down at 9K all the way up to Hovland up at uh, 9,700. Listen, you know me and Hovland. We have a love-hate relationship. He's <laughs> up there every week. This course, and I'll say this about Zalatoris when the time comes to, okay. it's the short game. Yeah. I think that the course suits them both really well up until they get within 20 yards of the green. Yeah. Um, Hovland shipping, Zalatoris putting. Um, I think Shoffley, Spieth, and uh, Shane Lowry are the three best guys in this category just for ball striking consistency um, and just overall game. And uh, I think those are my three picks, but like, again, all these guys in the category are going to be good, but I'm staying away from Zalatoris and uh, Hovland. I, so Xander Shoffley has never finished worse than 10 at any U S open ever in all, in all the U S open. He's, he's never finished worse than 10th. That's a pretty good stat. So if you want somebody that's going to be really good, I love Xander Shoffley. I am, I am in a little bit of a group where you have to pick five guys to make the cut. I'm taking Xander. Yeah, that I'm, reminds I'm, me. I got to do that. I, I'm taking Xander Shoffley in that because that is that is that is my mind a very safe, very high value pick, and he 100%. will be popular. But I don't care. Um, you dislike Zaltoris. I don't love him. Obviously, his short game is always a little little unnerving but he really does well when it's not a birdie fest and he's got to play up to major competition. He just yeah. plays well in majors. And that's part of the reason why I, I think it's hard to go directly away from him. I think a lot of people are going to want to see Spieth and Cantlay and Matsuyama all around him too. So I don't think he'll be too well-owned. Uh, Shane Lowry. I like him a lot for this course. Obviously he's been playing really well lately and he's always a good choice in terms of a major because he's just yeah. consistent. And one thing about Zalatoris, though, is he's proven that in majors, he's the guy. Yeah, He's cheap in this range, but I think the reason he's cheap is because if you really focus on putting, he loses shots. He yes. loses strokes, especially when it counts. Yeah. So I think that getting into these greens where if you watch TikToks or watch Instagram or golf channel, these greens are disgusting. So I think it could be the kryptonite to his game, and that's why I'm fading him, but he could just as easily go top five. I'm going to, I'm going to say this cause I said it at the PGA, but I'm going to talk about kryptonites as well. Uh, Patrick Cantlay cannot play well at majors. So <laughs> be we be wary of picking him this week. Again, he might win. He could ship the whole thing and that would be very impressive, but I picked him to miss the cut at the PGA championship. And I won that. And Jack was very opposite of me on that. So I'm not saying don't put him in, but I'm just saying him until it hits. Yeah. I'm fading him until, until he plays well in a tournament. And so I would be 
advised. Uh, Machigama, is he healthy now? Do we know that, by the way? Yeah, I mean, he's had some great performances in the past, obviously, minus the last week at Memorial. Okay. Um, last events before that were 63rd and 14th. So he's healthy. I just think that he's just getting his game together. Um, yeah. You can never put it past him. This guy is so freaking good. I, I always like pick, I've liked picking them, but recently with all the injuries and like that, oh, is he playing? Is he not playing? Is he 100%? It's always a little tough to get to him, but he definitely could be dangerous if he's not, if he's 100% this week. 100%. Um, 8K range? Yeah, because there's some killers. All right, talk to me. What are we thinking? Listen, Joaquin Neiman, steal. What are the steals of this? Let me just read you his last events. You ready for this? Okay. Three, 23. 25, 12, 35, 22. Those are his last performances. This dude is a freaking stick. Killer 89 should be in the lineup. Um, But I really think the steal of the whole tournament at 8,100 is Max Homa. Let me just read you his last tournaments. Okay. 5, 23, 13, 1, 48, 13, 17, 10, 14. Yeah, he's uh he's on one right now. Max is on an absolute heater. So I'm not getting in his way. I'm not slowing him down. Uh sorry, I never said the range, but it was Terrell Hatton at eight thousand to to Joaquin Neiman at eighty nine hundred. Uh I I agree. I think Homa is extremely deadly at eighty one hundred to include in the lineups. He could potentially be your fourth guy in that lineup, but he's got great winning potential. Oh yeah. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is going to be steady again. He won here a couple of years ago in the amateur, obviously, obviously course conditions are going to be a little different. And the course has changed since then. They did a couple re holes. Thank you. Um, but of, it's Matt Fitzpatrick. He's always been pretty steady. I'm going to take the chance on him specifically this week. Uh, Cam young is, is a, Your he's a guy. He's a top 10 golfer on tour right now. Like it's wild. And he's doing great on all iron shots. He's doing great off the tee. I mean, his putting is is average at times, but in the it's the fact that he's come out as a rookie and he's a top ten golfer right now. Yeah. So at eighty eight hundred, it's worth a sprinkle. That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely worth the, worth the chance. And he played well at the uh, at the PGA as well. Yeah, and then like I said, this range is killers. You have Brooks Kepka, who is just a major fiend. Billy Horschel, who won in his last time playing. Fitzmagic, like you said. Yep. I know Fitzmagic is a football player. Congrats <laughs> on retirement. Daniel Berger, his last two events are 5-23. and 23. Tony Finau, who's just going off in a tear as well. And then Sam Burns, Burns last three events, 4-1-20. and 20. There's some killers here. The only guy I'm really not looking on, Terrell Hatton. Love the guy. Game is super, super good, but it's the headspace that's going to be there at a tournament like this where the course conditions are really, really tough. Where birdies are his friend, he's not going to find them. Yeah, I think Hatton's the guy I'm staying away from, and I don't know about what it is about Kepka. Not, not. I'm not high on him this week. I feel like he's he's probably hiding under the radar, but I just personally am not a big fan of, of Brooksy. Gotcha. So, um, and then one thing I will say. Um, cause I did notice Dustin Johnson's name up on the leaderboard. Yes. The U S open did a perfect job at allowing the LIV people as much as I might discourage the league in continuing with the credentials needed to play in this tournament. I thought they handled it perfectly. 
um, so I just wanted to put that out there. No, definitely. I mean, they, they did what they could with their, their hands kind of tied behind their back, in my opinion, but I think it was quite well. Let's get into the, uh, the 7K range. Yeah, my uh, favorite golfer, Bryson DeChambeau, <laughs> all the way down. This is a pretty steep category. Um, Adam had one at seven, so there's some guys to talk about here, so I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, this is a uh, this is kind of a wild range. I'm gonna. I guess I'll start at the top. Corey Connors is a model of consistency at 7,900. I think him and Mito are both are both going to be great competitors to pick in this in this range. Um, Tommy Fleetwood is a tough one. Um, I don't hate him, but game's I, coming. Yeah, yeah, he's coming around into it right now. Sung Jay. At 7,600, I think he's kind of heating up. Obviously, he had COVID a little while back, but now that he's back and on full form, I think he is in a – I mean, I think he's got a good chance to win. And at 7,600 – Yep. Yep. Can't can't agree more. Again, fifth guy potentially in your lineup, depending on how you you play the money. Maybe fourth if you're you're going heavy, but still – and then I'll save some guys for you. I'll just say one more. I, Davis Riley, yep, 7,300. 7, I'll let you talk about him since he's really your guy more than me. Yeah, listen, if you've been listening to the pod, as you should, I've listed him. I believe every single week he's been playing without failure, much like my guy Keith Mitchell. Yep. This guy's a stick. Birdie, 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 birdie is what he's going for. And like I said earlier, I know it's going to completely contradict what I just said. There aren't going to be birdies out there, but this guy's going to find them. So if he gets, you know, a couple of birdies rattling off on one day, he's up on the field. So this isn't necessarily a pick that I'm saying this guy's going to be top five for sure with birdies. Yeah. But if he rattles off a couple, it's 50-50. He's on leaderboard on Sunday. I agree. I agree. So, all right, what are you thinking? Who do you got? I know you'll rattle through the seven carriage. Answer it's alert. time. To sound the alert. <laughs> oh, no. Abraham answer. He's back. Do I think he's going to win? No. Do I think he's one of the most consistent players, T to green, on the game? Yes. Do I think his bogey avoidance is fantastic? Yes. So I think for those reasons, he's going to be pretty good this week, to be honest. Sebastian Munoz is really coming around this week. HV3 is really turning it up. Um, Rosie just shot 60. You know, yeah. bogeyed two of his last three to not shoot it. So, poor guy. Um, but there's some killers in this range. You know, Brian Harmon's always really good in majors, super consistent. Um, Henley at 7,300. He's going to make the cut. We're basically guaranteed at that point. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. You want me to say it? I like it. Alex Noren at 7,000 is not bad in my opinion either. I want. thought you were going to say P. Reedy. No, I'm not doing P. Reedy. That's your guy. Come on. I... Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you dare put him as my guy. That's I your... will bet him, but I will not back him. Hey, hey, you, you, him, and Bryson, you guys can all share in your little love triangle, all right? That is you. Goodness gracious. Bryson. Love to watch him. No comment. <laughs> Uh, he has been playing a little bit better, so I don't blame you for for liking him this week. I think he's in kind of a tough price range now because there's a lot of guys. Short game wizard. That's all I'll say. Yeah, but you've got to get to the short game to be a short game wizard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make a good point on that one. 
So, and last but certainly not least, we do have the 6K range. We do have Phil down here, Jack. I mean, he's always a viable option. But uh, what are a couple other guys that you're interested in down here at this 6K range? Phil Mickelson, last two events in the PGA Tour at 133rd, 150th. Last event, I believe, at a chance at the career Grand Slam. The only career Grand Slam he will be seeing is at Denny's, unfortunately. Um, But I think he's going to go for it a little too much where he's going to miss the cut. Um, a really, you know, difficult position being a lefty. You grew up idolizing Phil and the decisions he's made has been a little concerning, but I think this is 50-50 top 20 missed cut, nothing in between. I would say 80% missed cut, 20%. Oh, no, yeah, that's 20. what I mean. I mean, like, let's not get ourselves here, Phil. Love you. Sure you're, sure you're great, but yeah, I don't like your chances here, man. Sorry. But the one guy I really like in this category is Adrianos. Um, picked okay. him at the Masters um, back in April, um, or maybe the PGA. I'm I'm blanking. I'm not sure. It probably was the PGA, but he's been performing really well on tough courses on the DP World Tour, and I think that might transfer over. But I think Kurt Kitayama is a steal here. Um, he is 6,700. Yes, he's not played fantastic on the PGA Tour, but Tita Green is one of the most consistent players out there. And then last but not least, Denny McCarthy. I don't know why he's so undervalued each and every week. Yep. Let me just read you his last 5, 27, 48, 25, 56, 18, 48. Just consistent. And I don't know why he's so far down here. Yeah, I um. All right. Well, you've read off my main guy. I love Denny McCarthy. <laughs> um, he's big for me. The other guy I'm going to mention is uh, Lucas Herbert. Herbert, yeah. Um, he's been playing pretty well recently. He was 48th at Memorial, 48th at Charles Schwab. He was tied 13th at PGA. He finished tied 59th at the Masters. I mean, he was tied seventh at the Arnold Palmer. He's he's been around and for for 60, was he 6,800? Yeah, 6,800. There's a lot of worse options to round out your lineup than Lucas Herbert. Um, Ryan Fox is 10 for 11 on cuts. I mean, it's, it's not pretty, but he's been making a lot of cuts. Unfortunately, he's just not on the PGA tour. So I don't know how he's going to transfer over in this kind of a field. Again, I'm trying to grasp at straws for you guys. Realistically, my two guys in the 6k range, Denny McCarthy, Lucas Herbert, but. Okay. Well, let me sprinkle some knowledge on you. Taylor Montgomery corn Ferry tour graduate. <laughs> okay. Last events, eighth, second, fourth, thirteenth, fourth. Again, if you're looking down here, you're hurting number one. Corn Ferry Tour graduates um, historically have come out and done at least one of them done pretty well. Take a look at Scotty Scheffler, Corn Ferry Tour, just a little while ago. Now he's number one player in the world. I mean, if you want to talk numbers, I can go through Ryan Fox's finishes. He's gone first, tied fifteenth, tied ninth, tied eighth, tied second. Uh, 52nd and second. So do you know what the WT is? I, I don't. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I don't. Again, I know it's not the PGA tour, but like we're getting to a point where it's, there's not a lot of, some of these guys are not on tour all that much. So I'm trying to really grasp down its draws at this 6k range. I understand that Ryan Fox is a risk, but you're telling me that, uh, Audrey are is not a is not a risk. 
the guy who's finished top 30 in the PGA championship and one of the most stacked fields in history won me some dough. Yeah. So, so by the way, Audrey are now uh, is on the same tour that Ryan Fox is and has lost to Ryan Fox. One, two, three, four, five, six times in the last 10, 10 tournaments. All right. Gentlemen's bet on Ryan Fox versus Adriana. All right, bet. We'll include that in there. I'm, I'm here for it. That'll be a good one. All, All right. right. Well, if they both miss, miss the cut, it's a wash. It's a wash. And All if right, they tie, it'll go down to Sunday round. Uh Oh, like tie goes to whoever at a lower score Sunday? Yeah, yeah like that's if fine. Both, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. Um, No worries. Yeah, we'll shake on it. There you go. We'll, sh- we'll shake on it Friday. Yeah, done. All right. Playing a Jack Nicholas course. <laughs> yes. So I'm going to say it real quick. A lot of people I've seen it online are going anti live golf betting. So if you are feeling dangerous at all, you know, take a Kevin, nah, take a. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying like, you don't have to do it, but there is not a lot of people that want to bet people that are playing on the live tour right now. So like, I'm sorry. I just see James P out here at 6,500. And I know that he was on the, he was in the tournament last week. No offense. I like James P out when he was in college at Michigan state. Again, I understand. I'm just saying, like, DJ, Kevin, Nah, Piat, guys don't want to bet them because they're on the live tour now. So don't be afraid to, you know, if you want to be different, try something out. All right, Jack, let's get into it. What do you got? What do you got for DK? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm struggling because I have, like, 11 lineups because it's a major. Yep. But I will do the one that's in our head-to-head just Perfect. so we can continue to compare it. Yep. That's Rory McIlroy, 10-5. Justin Thomas, 10-9, Davis Riley, 7-3, Sung JM, 7-6, Denny McCarthy, 6-7, and the eventual winner in our gentleman's bet, Adri Arnas. Huh. Wow, we have a couple of the same guys on that one. That's going to make it very interesting. interesting. It is is all going to come down to – it might come down to to Adri Arnas, in all honesty. (laughs) Could you imagine? Because on DK, I have Rory at 10-5, Xander at 9-6, Matt Fitzpatrick at 8-5, Sung Jay at 7-6, Justin Rose at 7-1, and Denny McCarthy at 6-7. Yeah, it's definitely coming down to the end, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So it's going to come down to like – Basically, it's it's Justin Rose and, and Fitzpatrick against Arnau. And who was the other guy you had? I had – I'm pulling it up right back. I just switched to FanDuel. You're good. So I have Arnas, Davis Riley, Denny McCarthy. Riley. That's what yep. it is. So it's going to be interesting. That's going to be a fun one. But that, that could really make it interesting for Arnau versus Fox bet. I'm going to make sure to write that down, by the way. Yeah, you better write that down. I can do that while I read the draft – or excuse me, the FanDuel that I have. Okay. Go for 11, it. 7, Rory. 11, 11, or excuse me, 11, 1, Shoffley. I have 10, 1, Joaquin Neiman. 9, 9, Homa. 9, 2, Davis Riley. And then I have 7, 8, Kurt Kitayama. But honestly, I'm a little torn if I want to keep him. Um, I will for the pod unless I change it prior to that. But I think there's some guys that may be a little better of an option. But for right now, I have him. There you go. All right. Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't hear too many of the picks, but I'm sure I'll be able to. <laughs> I, I was writing down the Audrey and sources, Ryan Fox, going over the details and all, and all the rulings on it. So I apologize that I was not uh, directly on top of it. 
Um, but for my fan duel, I'm going to go through mine. I have Rory McElroy at 11 7. I have Will Zalatoris. Again, I'm big on Will Zalatoris right now. I'm hoping he does well in this tournament because I am I am hoping that major championship Will Zalatoris comes through. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick. Matt, yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick at 10 4. Max Homa at 9 9. Davis Riley at 9 2. Denny McCarthy at 8 1. So. Rory on top, and then Z, Fitzy, Homa, Riley, McCarthy. We'll see. It feels dangerous, but that's usually when I end up going like two for six. Yeah, uh, yeah. you better take a look because I have Rory, Riley, Homa. All right, we have some similar lineups. Because Jack and I have done this long enough, I feel like we're starting to kind of mesh our lineups between the two of us. But I'm going to make sure I always keep a couple ones different from you. So that way if I kick your butt in one of these, I can I can still properly, you know, announce to the world. Tip of the cap. Yeah, I can still announce to the world without feeling like I just stole your lineup and used it against you. All right. Oh, you know what we should do? Also, for the gentleman's bet, since we're playing golf on Friday, whoever's guy has the worst round on Thursday buys the guy a first beer. All right. That's fine. We'll include that in. But I'm not worried about that one. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get it around. Um, all right. So you have, what, 15 bets? It started as 20, for the record. And through conversation with you and reviewing it, it's a major. I said I can screw myself a little bit. Not some cash. <laughs> yeah, that's if, fair. If I lose all 15 bets, I will still be up 11.6 units in this podcast. So I feel comfortable. I cannot say the same. But <laughs> I, I started with six, went up to 13. I'm back down to 10. And so. that's why I'm smoking a stove. <laughs> yes. So, Jack, run through some of your 15 real quick. Oof. All right. Take a deep breath. Yeah, I was going to say, everybody strap in. Sebastian Munoz, top 40, is plus 120. Now, keep in mind, odds are subject to change. Um, I do not input bets right away. I wait till I review all the sports books the next day. So we, I just take everything off DraftKings because that's what we've been using to do um, the daily fantasy sports stuff. So I just use that. Odds might change. So you might get Abraham answer at a plus or, excuse me, Munoz at a plus or a minus. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Sebastian Munoz, top 40, plus 120. Sound the alert, Abe answer at minus 115 for top 40. Davis Riley at top 40 is minus 115. Harold Varna the third, top 40 is minus 130. Max Homa at top 40 is minus 135. I think he'll do in the top 20, but these odds are so good that it, it does not worth sacrificing 20 spots. Hideki Matsuyama. Top 40 is minus 165. One of those things that, um, like you had said earlier, the injuries kind of a little, just it, I didn't feel confident going to 20. Fair. Joaquin Neiman, plus 150, top 20. Shane Lowry, top 20 is plus 140. Sam Burns, top 20, plus 140. Fitzy, top 20, plus 130. Spieth, plus 170, top 20. Xander Shoffley, minus 125 at top 20, and both Rory, Justin Thomas at plus 140 for top 10. Whew. There you go. A little, little deep breath there. You got through all 15. No kidding. So, all right, I'm going to tell you straight off the bat, Jack and I have three bets that are the exact same. We both like Davis Riley, top 40 at minus 115. Max Homa, top 40 at minus 135. And then Fitzy, top 20. Or Matt Fitzpatrick, top 20 at plus 130. Um, Jack did his 15. I have my 10. I'm going to start 
Uh, Riley top 40 minus 115. Lucas Herbert top 40 plus 200. Uh, Homa top 40 minus 135. Fitzpatrick top 20 plus 130. Justin Rose top 40 minus 130. Cam Young top 30 minus 140. Uh, Colin Morikawa top 20 at plus 130. I have Alex Noren as the top Swede. Uh, I have Zalatoris over Berger and Hovland at plus 160. And I have Sung Im as the top South Korean at minus 110. Hmm. So a few, a few more favorited bets, but it's a major. And I, I, I wanted to give myself a little bit more confidence. I like it. I like it. That's for sure. All right, Jack. Uh, are we doing wild picks or are we doing winners? You know what? We always do um, wild picks first. Why don't we switch it up and go winners? All right. Well, I've been losing now the last two weeks, so you can go first. Yeah. Um, it, personally, in my opinion, it's between Rory and Justin Thomas. Okay. But I'll give you one of those. So I'll go Rory McIlroy as my 1A and Xander Shoffley as my 1B. Uh, that's fair. That's what I get for, um, that's what I get for doing it. You know what? All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it a little differently. Okay. So you did Rory and Xander. I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Fitzpatrick as a winner. I think he's going to, you know, I think maybe the little bit of experience in the amateur might help him out. Uh, my parentheses. I kind of want to go a little lower. Yeah, I wanted to too, but because like I said, we, we, you know, obviously you and I text a lot about golf. I said there's a really good chance that a lesser name comes out. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely, and I know this is not a lesser name, so please do not take disrespect to this. I think Max Holm has a really good shot at winning this week. I just don't think he has the name of a Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy just yet. So by lesser name, I'm not meaning lesser name, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to decide between a little bit of bias I have in saying Willie Z and then saying Sung Jay. Listen, we all know you're going to root for Willie Z, so why don't you just throw him in there? Yeah. Unless just, you have three. Just, no, put Sung – it's a major. Let's have some fun. Put Sung Jay, right. I'll take Homa. Let's have some fun, you know? This week's winners, you took Rory with parentheses on Xander slash Homa. All right, and then I take Fitzpatrick with Willie Z and Sung Jay. All right, let's get to wild picks. I have I have three choices. Two two of them you might not like, but we'll see. Well, yeah, you better start out then. <laughs> okay, so I what's the minimum plus? What's the minimum plus you want? Two fifty. Oh, all right. Well, then any of the three of these could work. Um, so I have Xander top five. At plus, yeah, at plus 400. Mm-hmm. I think that's honestly, I don't hate that bet just in general, especially with them never finishing worse than 10. Uh, the other two I have are Cam Young top 10 at plus 450 and Davis Riley top 10 at plus 650. Nice. So I don't know which of those three I want to do. 
Um, I was going to say, I also have three. That's the worst part. And okay. I, I wanted to well, get let, your, well, I was going to have well, a conversation. Let's, let's hear yours then. Maybe I'll take one yeah. off and we'll go from there. Just for the record, everybody, this was not scripted. <laughs> this was not scripted, but I loved it that we both got three. So my first one, it's big guns versus the field. I'm taking the big guns at plus 275, which is either Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, or Xander Shoffley to win. That's plus 275. Um, Wire to wire winner is plus 1400. I think there's a good chance this week. If someone gets ahead of the field, they're not going to give it up. Um, and then I personally have Xander Shoffley end of round one, top five as plus 750. Whoa. Xander top five plus 750. A- after the end of round one. Oh Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I have Xander top five in a bet. He's yeah, I was like, wait, he's only 400. What did I do? <laughs> no. Okay. Um. So let me ask you, do you want to do all three for us? Or do you just Dude, wanna... it's a major. Let's have some fun. We sprinkle on those. We don't put a full uni. That's for sure. Well, yeah, usually we don't bet those too wild on those wild picks. Um, oh, I did last week. I won't lie. When CT Pan and the other guy withdrew, I uh, I put a full uni on my my, you my did? Oh yeah, I did. I did not on Connor's missing the cut. I was not confident in it for that reason. That is why it is a wild pick, everybody. Yeah. Um, I hate that I have to root against your Xander pick. I'm not gonna lie. The kind you of you have him in a bet too. You dope. He's well, picked I, the top five. <laughs> I do, but you have him as a winner. I was gonna pick him as a winner. I was gonna do. Oh. I, was, I was gonna do Xander with parentheses on Fitzpatrick. But then I couldn't do it because then then you did Xander and yours. You did Rory with Xander. Well, so, squad right, uh, Shoffley winning it all. Yeah, I mean, if Xander wins for you on your winners picks, then it does nothing but good things for me on my bets and everything else. So <laughs> here's the hoping that Xander does well. Here's the hoping that everybody does well this week. I, let's go out there, win a bunch of money, make a bunch of bets, and I I want to see. I want to see good competitive golf this week. I'm excited. I want to see some De Niro. That's what I'm seeing because here's the thing. I think a lot of people, and obviously I think Liam and I have already discussed doing an episode on the LIV, but I think this will be a really key moment. And I I know this is not the correct term, but really squashing the live tour. If a PGA tour guy or guys really step up to the occasion and these guys falter. So I think it just that's what I'm looking for. And it's going to be one of the most watched majors of the year, minus the Masters. I think it will be more than the PGA and the Open. And I'm just looking forward to some hard golf and feeling like I can be out there. I'm like, what are you, what? 17 over. What are we doing? I could do that. And then, you know, that's one round for me. I, I want to see a competitive round i want to see competitive sunday if it's competitive on sunday that's great for the pga tour and it's great for the casual golfer otherwise then you're going to get guys like jack and i that'll love it if it's a blowout but you're not going to get the casual golf fan to to tune in on sunday then that's going to make it kind of boring for them yeah my my one fear with this event is you have scratch golfers or single digit handicap hip golfers that aren't necessarily diehard watchers like you know, myself, I, I, without trying to be a douche and speak of myself, I consider myself a very good golfer. I can attest. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, there's events like this where some golfers like myself go, why are they shooting over par? Because I feel like I could do that in a course. 
And I think the casual viewer is seeing them struggle and doesn't really appreciate how hard the golf course is set up. So I hope that much like the PGA where it was set up, where they were complaining for day one, almost every single player. I just hope that doesn't happen this week. I agree. Um, but I, again, let's just hope for some good golf out here, everybody. And let's go win some bets. Go it's win some major money. week. It's going to be a major week. It's going to be a good one. We appreciate everybody listening. Please. If you do drop a subscribe uh, or a follow, depending on where you watch us, I've realized that all of a sudden the algorithm on Apple podcast and Spotify has been kind of sending us out to more people. And I guess it, it's all based on how you guys support the podcast via via like subscribing. Again, it doesn't cost anything. We're not telling you to put money into here, but it just kind of helps to send it out to a lot more people if you can do that. So we would really appreciate it if you could. And then as always, drop a like, go on social media, talk to Jack, what your thoughts are for the week. Yeah. And if you tail on any of our picks, we're up just in sportsbook picks in 2022, over okay. 30 units up combined. You are winning money listening to us. Yes, exactly. So, all right, let's go out there, everybody. Have a good one, and we will see you guys next week.